Just remember, drinks in show and clothes optional show. <laughs> Welcome to episode 41, Court Cousins. I am the Peach. I am joined by my co-host, my cousin, the Kyle. The Kyle. <laughs> he wants more stink on it. <laughs> That's fine. Stink it up. But we're going to make a great smelling show today for you. Mm. We have got the Chuma R-U-O-K-K check-in, as always, to start off, figure out how we're doing. We've got a succulent social media roundup Yummy. for you. It's moist and ready. <laughs> We've got a new segment called Five with the Fam, where we have one of our Patreons join us. Shout out, Dylan. A short chat. It's pretty fun. And then we've got our pre-March Madness draft rankings, even though we are completed the first round. We'll talk a little tournament today. I'm going to call out Mr. Penny Hardaway for some of his coaching later. Stick around for that. Also, the Court Cousins Championship is about halfway through. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a little update on where we stand right there. And as always, at the end, as he always reminds you, stick around. The large ending. It's wacky. It's wild. And it ends the whole show <laughs> so my friend my cousin that's me how are you doing for the chuma are you okay okay checking and how was it miming for the entire beginning of the show did you like my miming hey i wasn't really watching because i'm doing this yeah yeah so i yeah. think that probably happens to you too and then see? you get to see it later when you edit now so you know just, what it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am this chuma here i just googled chuma with sunglasses because it was St. Patty's Day yesterday. We're mm. filming this on Saturday the 18th. That's the day Correct. after St. Patty's Day. Just checking. Um, because, yeah, we, we, we did what one Irishman you might think we might do on St. Patty's Day. I went out to a couple joints before heading to a comedy club, and we mm. had a good time. So oh, I'm feeling I, like I need the shades. I'm a little slow at the moment. Wow. Yeah, I'm also I have like a wee bit of we kind of uh, kind of anxiety on my heart a little bit. I I feel like I'm creating a power struggle with my lady in my mind, mm. and I'm happy that I'm able to recognize it because I can intervene and make sure that it doesn't become anything. Um, but I feel like a little distant from her, and I I need, want a little bit more quality time. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right, you guys are going to New Orleans soon. Fun, fun, well, fun, yeah, that's right? coming up. That's not for a few weeks though. All right, but yeah, how are you doing, Peach? For the Chuma, are you okay, K check-in? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a few days. Uh, well, I've got this uh, Chuma here that is not smoking no. some of the devil's lettuce. That's fog <laughs> in the background there. Uh, but you can see he's fallen during the tournament. This is from when he got hurt uh, in that game against North Carolina when he played for Auburn. Uh, I'm not injured, but I'm kind of in a spot where I think he was on this day where it's like, what's next for me? You know, like, where where do I go from here? Um, you're upset that, like, his current trajectory hasn't quite gone maybe the way he thought it would. But much like this foggy road, you know, if you wait it out, that fog's going to lift. And then you'll be on the other side. And Chuma's career ended up, you know, taking a positive turn, getting drafted. Still took him a while to work his way up to where he wanted to be. And maybe he's not as good as he, you know, wants to be, yeah. wants to be or people thought he could be. But the point was that he was down. He waited out that fog. He worked hard. And sometimes it's hard when you talk about time um, 
people think, oh, you know, a year is not that long or whatever and this and that and the other thing. But depending on what's going on in your life, sometimes even a month can feel like a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case always for me. But uh, a lot of my stuff's been in a storage unit for a year now, which is starting to feel like a long time. I'm wondering what's in there. I kind of forgot. <laughs> like, do I need it? Um, do I miss it? <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and uh, also just trying to figure out what's next for me as a job. Mm-hmm. And like, when is this fog going to clear? And I'm like in a little in-between spot where I'm like, I'm paid well, but I hate this. Mm. So do I continue to sell out to just do something I dislike? Or it's tough, man. I'm kind of, you know, just you in need- between. It's a foggy time. Yeah. But I know that fog will lift. So I'm just kind of like, you know, canceling my flight and being like, we'll just go tomorrow or whatever. I hope you get some clarity at some point soon. Do whatever you need to do that gives you some clarity. Peach, when I open the show, mm-hmm. I always give you a moment to do a shout out. Okay. And you didn't give me my moment to shine. All right. Um, would you I'm, like to I'm take waiting. It, would you like to take it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could I? May okay. I? <laughs> well, let's reintroduce you. My co-host, my cousin, the Kyle. No. Well, no, Peach, I do the shout out after the Patreons. Oh, right. That. that. <laughs> so now, wh- are you going to shout slide. them out, Peach? I skipped a slide. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, all right. I think I know how to pronounce all these names. <laughs> uh, shout out to our all-stars and second cousins on Patreon, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Rafael Perez, Breadhead, Al, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Yachty, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and you put Yachty in again. <laughs> I love you, Yachty. <laughs> so I read it. Because <laughs> He'll read anything you put on the monitor, I ladies will. and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, a, a notable, I'm the pish. <laughs> a notable absent there is your pops, my uncle. Ah, okay. Bernie Pichet no longer on the list. All right. I noticed that uh, Patreon's telling us he has a card issue. Right. And he, he probably recently got a new card, right? Probably. Something. Yeah. Just for, didn't change no things. Yeah. I wonder what else too. Like what other small, minute. You've seen the amount of mail he gets. It takes yeah, a while to get through all saying. that. So that could just be in a stack he hasn't got to yet. The charities are all in a <laughs> bonkers right now at headquarters. They're trying to figure out Bernie Pichet. What's happening with the card? Yeah. Weird side note. My dad gets way too much mail. I have no idea how this. Because he's got but... a big heart. He's all he always gives to charities and people suppose, that yeah. are out there. And he's never moved. He's been there for a long <laughs> That's time. A if too, you move, yeah. eventually mail stops finding you. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, our community is growing, becoming something really cool. Yes. I know you're loving it. Wow, look at the copies. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a tight group of Magic fans, second yes. cousins. Yes. All this family needs to head on over to the Patreon. Check it out. We're $15 away from our $200 a month goal. Hell yes. Then at $300, we're going to be doing a fun campaign where we have mm-hmm. a bunch of exclusive content. I'm not sure what that is. I'm just, I'm just reading copy, but this guy knows, and I'm sure it's going to be good because everything he's done so far for the show has been great. So, Oh, thanks, Peach. Yeah. That's called blind faith in the actual family. What's next, Peach? Oh, what's oh next? so what's next? What happens now is that things start to get wet in a good way. Yeah. Because it's time for the succulent Ooh. social media roundup. I wish I had some like sexy music here on one of these drop pads to play. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, maybe I I'll feel I'll, like that's post, coming soon. Post edit right there. Yeah. Down there. Ooh, succulent. See, it always goes that way on the show. Social media roundup, succulent. All right. Yeah. All right. Just remember, drinks in show 
and close <laughs> optional show. <laughs> uh, but clothes are staying on today, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is serious business. Let, we're going to just start off with the way these are laid out here. Okay. Um, let's give some props to Jalen Suggs right now. Mm. Take a look at this graphic here from Orlando Muse or Oral Muse. And uh, it's saying that Jalen Suggs is now the third guard to. I got to blow this up because I can't read it. <laughs> so, pardon me. Not so easy, is it, Peach? He's now the third guard ever to record 15 plus points, three plus rebounds, three plus assists, three plus steals, three plus blocks, three plus threes, and go 50% or better. <laughs> For field goals, that is a that is like all the stats. Those are all the stats that matter. To be honest, that's true. There's none of those little made up stats in there. That's all legit stats mm-hmm. put together in under 30 minutes. By the way, that's a rare stat to figure out that all those things had to happen in under 30 minutes. But he's only the third guard ever to record that. That's ludicrous. I, I don't know where these types of stats are held. Like where, like <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> where do you find this? Even, um, it's kind of fun because it's, it's one of those ridiculous, absurd. It almost feels like a parlay bet. There's just so many legs to it. Yes, <laughs> where, you know you can make any player look like something if you throw enough things that they're good in into the pie, but. I don't think to you be can throw fair, the time played in there, though. No, well, that's... Not for a good parlay. And, and to be fair, if you're trying to assemble little bits and pieces of, of the player that they're... Uh, skills that they're good at, it's crazy that Jalen has so many mm. different legs of this parlay that you can build. He's scoring the ball. He's rebounding, assisting. On defense, he's stealing and blocking. And in this instance, he was shooting really well from beyond the arc. But I think this is... This is symbolic of kind of an overall trend we've been seeing with Jalen Suggs. This is not. Right. This is meeting the eye test as well. He's looking like he's been playing much more under control. I just pulled up his stats for the last ten games on Basketball Reference, trying to you know get that Connecticut just turn that ten points a game, but on twenty six minutes he's shooting just under thirty three percent from beyond the arc, a steal and a half, half a block. Um, two boards and let's see where were my assist numbers two and a half so it doesn't jump off the page right but the way that he's he's impacting the game Mm. is i'm having a tough time putting it into words and i'm not sure if it's just because his play is so elusive or it was the devil's lettuce from earlier i'm not i can't no i mean i think teams are more wary of throwing passes in his direction than they would have been last year Mm -hmm. and that makes you hesitant to throw even a basic pass so that's good that helps affect things it's sort of like when a big man is blocking shots true you don't want to go into the paint right so i think teams are maybe trying to avoid passing it where he's at because you can tell when he's guarding his man he's looking in his peripheral vision at other things to see can I steal this ball right now? And he's good at getting his hands on a lot of things. So, like, you see that football player instinct in there. Right. People are, they don't want to be on the end of that interception, right? Because that, yeah. that's embarrassing to them. So, it's, that's a part of the game that is hard to put a, a stat on. It's hard to yeah. put a label specifically on. But that's how good players affect games, is sometimes just their presence alone means, okay, if I'm the guy I'm guarding to isn't going to get passed to because they're afraid to pass it over here, then now it's four on four or, you know, yeah. it's all the other guys. So that helps. Odd man break. 
And we we can be dangerous when we get in the break. We got some supreme athletes on the team. And we're going to talk a little bit about Jalen Suggs later with uh, our in our exactly five with a fam question. So about Ooh. how we can maybe expand on these numbers for Jalen Suggs. Nice tease, Peach. Mm. Oh, I've teased before. <laughs> Ladies. Hey, next up, uh, we've got a little uh, Duke basketball, which hurts my heart. But yeah. uh, there they were, thanking the Orlando Magic for uh, using the incredible facility. And then after their first round win against Oral Roberts, they decided to put this video up with the Orlando Magic yep. theme song playing. and Wendell Carter just cutting a rug. Yeah. I mean, so much rug was cut that it, it's amazing. I didn't know it's this now footage tile. existed. It's down to bare tile. It's down to bare, bare tile or wood, whatever they started with. And uh, I, they asked the Magic, is this how this is done? <laughs> it was like, all right. Two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, tournament underway. We're going to talk a little bit about Penny later when his slide comes up. We maybe should have put them together, but yeah. Nah. I got a bogus tip from reading one of those, you know, overviews of March Madness because I'm not plugged into college basketball until right now. I've been mm -hmm. loving watching the games. But uh, I read a little tip to say that, hey, Oral Roberts, they got some upperclassmen on the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the line may be a little bit favoring Duke because Duke's like the Cowboys or the Yankees. People just bet on them. So those lines move a little bit. It looks like good money. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not. Thankfully, it was a free bet. But um, right. yeah. I like I like this little. I know it's hard for you, Peach, hmm. and I'm here for you if you need me. All right, man. Shoulder to cry on. But I'm kind of liking the little partnership almost between Duke and the Orlando Magic. I cover his horns. Cover Ramsey's horns, please. I don't want him hearing me. I'm sorry, Ramsey. I'm sorry, Cole. But you know, Duke has a huge fan base. North Carolina is not too far away, and the Charlotte Hornets suck. So, you know, let's get some of that that rub. Mm -hmm. Get some more fan base in here. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. The water's warm. Come on in, Duke fans. You're welcome. I mean, I guess the blue is similar. So All right. It's easy. And the sound of our the sound of our team names doesn't sound like pooping. So that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I knew you weren't just gonna let it go. You were too positive there for a moment. They're blue devils. It's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a thing. It's a made-up thing. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to some positive. <laughs> Donington mm -hmm. has posted here, Magic Player Rankings in the new Ringer Top 125 NBA Player Rankings, current players. Yep. You got Paulo Bancaro checking in at number 67, labeled as a highly skilled shot creator. Franz Wagner coming in at number 72 as a superb defender. Wendell Carter Jr. is number 83 at a versatile versatile enforcer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Nice, it, Wendell. It sounds a little bit like a Street Fighter claim, <laughs> yeah. but that's cool. Uh, and the then Markel Fultz at number 125, just making the list as a creative ball handler. Four guys in the top 125, Kyle. What say you? I mean, I feel good about that. I. To be honest, I don't watch a lot of basketball outside our Orlando Magic. Once in a while, I'll catch another game. But when I see our guys compete against other squads, it feels good. I I'm wondering how I feel about Markel being so low on this list, how you feel about that, knowing how much of a driver 
of the team he is and Paulo being number one there, Franz, or on our team, I'm saying, in terms of how highly they're ranked. Yeah. Do you, do you think this order sits right with you with how you feel about our guys on the team? Um, I It makes sense with the narrative that's played out yeah. with amongst people are still getting to re-know Mark Elfaltz. Yes. I've seen some slander and disrespect. Uh, one post where somebody was like asking people to name players that Bronny James could be in the NBA right now. Oh, somebody yeah. actually said Mark Elfaltz and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> like I went to, I rarely get involved in those kind of things, but I had to go in and yeah, say something. The comments. Cause this is just, wrong i mean it's just wrong erroneous like, it's from somebody who's not really watching the play and is remembering the faults who had this weird injury and that weird shot and that's the faults they're remembering yeah and because the magic aren't on national tv unless your team's playing them that day no one sees him and no one knows him like and i could tell when i was watching the phoenix suns game i was actually watching the suns broadcast because i was watching an nba tv the channel oh. and i was amazed they were really hyping up faults they were he had a good speaking game. very highly of him and it was almost like it was new to them mm. so i'm like this is part of what changes the narrative games like this the word gets out honestly him being at 125 i'm just happy he's in that 125 mm -hmm. and being at the last spot he sticks out a little bit more where it's like oh this guy's back he's on the move he has room to grow up this list. If I was making this list, would he be fourth? Nope. But I get why he's on this list right here of the ringers, top 125 NBA players, because... Would you move him ahead of Franz? I wouldn't move him ahead of Franz, but they'd be close. Okay. I'd definitely move him ahead of Wendell. Yeah. Okay. That's that's similar to how I'm feeling. Okay. I, can we jump into this one next piece? Because it's more Markel Fultz talk on, okay. on slide six here, the Absolutely. lead. Absolutely. Yep. Um, this is just portraying what we've been seeing as you were just talking about, Peach. This is a post from the lead. Markel Fultz's scoring by month. December, coming back 11.5 points per game on 50% true shooting. January, 12.9 points per game, about 13 on 58% true shooting. February, 16.2 points per game on 58 Point three percent true shooting, and most recently this month, halfway over March, seventeen points per game on sixty point four percent true shooting. He's third among all point guards in field goal percentage this season. Fox and SGA are number one and two. Woo. Okay, and Fox Woo. Fox has had a breakout season where he's a star. Yep. SGA star. Yep. Marco Fultz star. Putting respect on his name. Let's but go. But this is the. You know, everyone who started the beginning of the year, you know, oh, Fultz wasn't even playing. He's still injury-prone guy. And then December, and now it's just, you can see, this is the rise of Markel Fultz to getting that respect and stuff. And I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to speak for Markel, but I don't think he gives a shit no. what people think of him. Nope. He's just going to go out there and ball and play his game. And at some point, you'll all get on board because you'll see it. And I think that's the way he feels. Magic fans know because we've been watching him. We know how different our team is without him. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't want that anymore. Yeah. We, we want the team with him. Yes. So other people will start to see that as our record improves, as we keep, you know, Not next year, lately. I got to imagine we're going to be getting a few nationally televised games once in a while. Mm -hmm. And the word will get out that Mark L. Fultz is on the rise and, and should be higher on people's lists. But for now, let him keep sleeping.
I mean, he just keeps getting better. His effective field goal percentage has climbed pretty much every single year since being in the league. Right now, he's at 53%. Um, that's like a couple spots ahead of guys like OG Ananobi and Jimmy Butler. Um, he's top 5% in his assist percentage. He's assisting on just under 30% of everyone's made shots when he, you know, on the team. So... You know, that's ahead of guys like Jalen Brunson, De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie Irving. These are guards that people imagine love if our to team could actually make more shots. Right. <laughs> yeah. It could be even higher. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Markel, we can't say enough good things about the guy. And the demeanor point that you bring up is one that I think is probably overlooked in the narrative, is, and what I respect so much about him, this man has been to the dark bottoms mm -hmm. like he has had experienced some traumatic stuff in terms of rising being the number one pick dealing with this ailment that was just misdiagnosed yeah. and no one could tell him what it was right. and him just struggling and i mean can you imagine that mental hell that you probably are in in that type of situation he was on that foggy road in the dark oh my for gosh a long, time. a long time man that's rock bottom and now you see him in orlando thriving his mom's nearby he's got his daughter like He's just seen he's a family guy. He's always doing stuff for the community. He's got the right head on his shoulders. And so when I see that he's been improving year after year after year, that mindset mixed with those numbers, it's just going to keep getting better. Right. Like, I have no doubt that Markel Fultz will continue to work. And to be honest, the numbers better. we've already seen in March are fantastic. Yeah. And even if that stayed the same, yeah. at some point people are going to notice the difference he's making. And I probably like we don't want too 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 much more scoring out of Markel. I mean, we, I would like it, but it's just not feasibly possible. Also, when we guys got like Paulo and got guys like Paulo and Franz and uh, someone else new, right? This off season, Wendell. There's a lot of mouths to feed. We'll right now. We'll get to that, and we'll get to the other mouths okay. that might be fed <laughs> soon. <laughs> All right. Reverend three five two mm -hmm. asked a question that I asked recently Rev. on our on our on our. Uh, Visit to Orlando. Yes. The fact that I have been through almost two full seasons at Amway and haven't seen a Wendell Carter Jr. Avail available for purchase is really starting to bother me. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, this dude is a core piece of our team. They got Suggs, Ross, Bamba, Anthony, both Wagners, Bancaro, even saw Houston jerseys at one point, which also is amazing. Peach, can I set the stage for you, please? Set it. Peach has something to tell you, Orlando Magic Store outlets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. We talked about when we went down, we set the over-under for jerseys purchased at you, – you took the over. I think I set it at two, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. And you took the over, and we came in under. Yeah. Largely in part because I didn't see any Wendell Carter jerseys for sale anywhere. You know, that guy that starts for us. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, you've got two guys that come off the bench in Suggs and Cole, who I both, who I love, by the hey, way. We and love I, and we I love bought them. a Suggs jersey. We love them. I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. So, but where are the starters at? Like, let's put their jerseys out there. I get that Paulo's new in town. You want to push his stuff. I get that Franz is out there. You know, and I understand that. And I understand mm -hmm. there's only so much room on the shelves, on, a rack, yeah. on the racks for yep. things. But <laughs> let's go ahead and make way for Wendell Carter. He should be boxing his way Our out. enforcer. In there, yeah. I heard he's an enforcer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But he's clearly not an enforcer in the marketing department. His agent needs to get on this shit. <laughs> there should be goggles for sale at Amway, for Ooh. crying out loud. And yet there are not. Now you're thinking, Another missed Pish. opportunity to do some cross-branding with LensCrafters. Let's get it going. <laughs> 
Give Wendell some some goddamn love out of your pocket with with merch. Like, where is the Wendell merch? Is it only the Wend Daddy shirts from the Six Man Show? Hey, they're that's all it. I've seen. Yep, I don't even see the player T shirt jerseys of Wendell. Let's get some Wendell stuff. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch you. I can't say anything on that. He's from Duke, it's but beautiful. I want his stuff. All yeah. right, <laughs> let's go. Let's get it going. It's on you. It's a big missed opportunity. All right, let's talk a little positivity about the Magic because okay. we've, uh, we've, yep. we've hit a spot here where we, we have not won some games lately, and it mm-hmm. seems like the playing dreams are dashed. Yeah, they're, they're gone. They're in the rear view, Peach. But Lewis, known as Hoops Talk 13 on Twitter, lets yeah. us know that the Magic are going to improve their record by double-digit games this season while being, again, the most injured team in the league, 237 games missed as of today when he wrote it, and adding two more top eight through 10 picks in the draft, which we'll talk about in a bit. We've had some shit losses, but this season is an A-plus success so far. Lewis, Mm. he gets it. What are your thoughts? Lewis will will have very rational takes very often. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I agree with his takes quite a bit uh, most times. He doesn't take, he gives. (laughs) I mean, but... Are we counting chickens? I don't mean to be the pessimistic Magic fan, but he says we're going to improve our record by double-digit wins. We have not done that yet. Okay. We have 28 wins right now. Yeah. Uh, we had 22 last year. I know it seems crazy. I don't know exactly how many we have left. Uh, I'm not up on it, but we need four more. So we haven't gotten very many in the last five or six. So 12, 12 games left as of okay. recording today, but there's a okay. game this afternoon. Yeah, that would be so you're right. Okay. Lewis is right. We'll probably get double. There's a true role reversal today with me yeah. hosting and you being the pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love where our team is. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't, we're not making a harder push at the play in. Right. Um, I don't really think that is a possibility at this point, but on the bright side, there's a lot to look forward to. I am excited to have the NCAA conversation with you mm-hmm. with the hoops on. It is getting me enthusiastic about looking forward and thinking about what this team can continue to be. I, I We've got cap flexibility. We've got really good players on young and low deal contracts, rookie contracts yeah. right now. So we're in a great spot to build the to build the squad. So there's a lot of other I'm franchises that would love to be where we're at. For sure. And have the the roster we have and the picks we have and the the cap we have. So like look at all that stuff and enjoy it and realize that we still improved during this rebuilding phase where we could have had another stinker year mm-hmm. but actually showed some improvement on the way. Yeah. Not going to mention the growth flower. But okay. Lewis, I think, probably gets it. He loves the that this flower. is a process. Yeah. And that we don't have our petals out right now and bees flying into us to get pollen. We're not that far. But we're heading there. We're heading there. I think that the the sad magic fan will just say, Yeah, but that shit doesn't translate to wins. And wins don't win mean game. dick this year. Yeah. To be honest, right? But, At this point, if we're not gonna make the play in, yeah, then your win total doesn't really mean anything. Because if you're not gonna go and let's be honest, if we made the plan, do we have a shot at winning the NBA championship? No. So yeah. we're yeah. going to get the playoff experience eventually. But I There's do, no need to push for it this year. I sympathize with Magic fans out there because it's been a while, man. We've had like one little sugar high. You guys were in the playoffs in the bubble. That yeah. was 2020. It was not that long ago. Other yeah. teams have waited longer. Yeah, but it just, it's still been tough. It's this been time, tough. When, this this next time when you make it, we mm-hmm. actually have a chance of winning a round. Yes. Whereas like back then you didn't. Right. So. 
No, you're you're making all these rational points, but I'm just telling you what my heart is saying, okay, sometimes. I love to make rational points. I also usually like to make rational bets, my friend. Mm. That's why recently, mm-hmm. at the behest of people who were <laughs> chastising me for not wanting FVV to be a part of the Orlando Magic. FVV? Oh, Who's that? Fred Van Vliet. Oh. We got to get him. Oh, we need all these Raptors that aren't named Pascal. Please <laughs> come join the Orlando Magic, all you mid-level players. Oh, yeah. Fred Van Vliet was an all-star once, okay? He had one really great season, and he's a decent player. Decent enough that I thought he'd get 15 points in a game. You had confidence. I threw him into this parlay. Could have won 76 bucks, but Fred Van Vliet, the only man to let me down and not get 15 points. And this exactly is why Malik, talking to you now, <laughs> Fred Van Vliet, I don't want you on the Orlando Magic. He's never done anything good for me. He's always been negative. He's on yeah. a rival team. I don't like his game. He's peaked. He's not going to get any better. That's true. Sure, probably. he's a veteran and he does have some things he could bring to the game, but unless you get him cheap or for next to nothing, I don't want him on this roster. That ain't happening. He wants a bag. Yep. I, and you I covered, wanted this mini bag, you, but I couldn't get it. Yeah. You see. 76 bucks, dude, for $3. That's a great bet. And Austin Reeves, you would have thought, would have been the stretch there to score 15. D'Angelo Another guy Russell, I wouldn't normally put money Jakob on. Portal. I mean, damn, Fred Van Vliet not coming through. What, is Malika big from Close Up Magic? Is he a big Fred Van Vliet he guy? Wants was he wants that big time. He was pushing that agenda, huh? He doesn't like that I don't want him. Because he says it doesn't make basketball sense. And I'm like, sometimes you don't want a guy on your team because you don't like him and you don't want to root for him. You just don't want him there. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I also don't think he's the fit for our squad that I want, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that. I don't want to pay him that much money. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got, we, uh, I like the guards that we have good enough to not go after Fred Van Vliet. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Agreed. All right. This happened the other day. On Instagram, Mm -hmm. Beate Wagner, mother of Moritz and Franz, mother of dragons, now follows court cousins on Instagram. It's not nothing. It's not. I don't know if she's doing it because she wants to just keep up with her boys. Yeah. Well, that is exactly what she's doing. Or she's just following us because we follow her. Okay. Either way, she's just a generous follower. I'll take it. Yeah. She do- well, no, she doesn't have refollower. If you take a look at her numbers, they're not huge. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we're in some elite company at the moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the Wagner's mom, Beate, is, welcome. She's doing. She's an active lady in her community over there, doing some fun well, stuff. So it's check probably her out. because Uwe and Gunter. That's I mean, their <laughs> that's their aunt as well, right? That's a deep cut. Though. Yeah. Back in the day, we did some German accents. Maybe <laughs> maybe she's gonna be upset with us. I don't well, know. <laughs> yeah, I bet Uwe and Gunther told her about the show. Okay, it's possible. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, you have to dig deep to figure out what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like to laugh, the it's real worth second cousins out there, the OG second cousins know about Uwe and Gunther. All right, if you uh, really want to laugh, let's talk about this Paulo Bancaro situation real quick <laughs> before we before we get to. The other thing that'll be funny. Yeah. Uh, look, so this is a lot of stuff here. I'm not going to read it all. Post- can, I, can I do this one? Go ahead. So this, this is because I, I took this shot here. This is the Lando reposting a an article from Sam Vecini in the Atlantic of the Atlantic, who's saying Paulo's bank Paulo Bancaro's grip on the NBA Rookie of the Year award is looser than ever, and the Lando points out justifyingly so. What? You mean to tell me Paulo has been better than any rookie in his class all year, 70 games into the season, and you think a rookie who has been nearly as good but not as good the last 20 games may surpass Paulo for rookie of the year, huh? 
What are we doing here? Paulo on the season, 26 and three. Jalen on the season, 13, four and three. Paul, the last 20 games, 19, seven and six. Jalen, the last 20 games, 17, 15 and five and, and four. So the best point here is how other teams are actually planning for Paulo Bancaro. This is a quote from jazz head coach, Will Hardy. Right. It's quote, it's going to take multiple guys to contain him. He's a phenomenal player. He was the focal point of our uh, discussion earlier today. So his point is Paulo Bancaro is consistently dealing with double teams and being the sure. focal point of other teams. Other defenses. teams are just trying to figure out which Jalen Williams is which Jalen Williams still. <laughs> so like that's part of why he's getting away with this, but it won't last forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is no slight to Jalen Williams because I actually I I like his game, man. I was watching, you know, it, with this conversation coming up, I'm like, let me look into this guy a little bit, watch some video of mm -hmm. his game, listen to some more podcasts. I was going to say, locked on OKC. Yeah, well, I do I do <laughs> listen to them from time to time. I really like the team that they have there in Oklahoma City, uh, especially with the emergence here of Jalen Williams being a potential piece of that with uh, Josh Giddy and Shea, and then you got to figure – Chet is going to come back at I some mean, point. I mean, it's all well and good, but the yeah. point is, is that I think OKC is just butthurt. Yeah. That they thought they were going to be in the Rookie of the Year content, uh, uh, conversation at the beginning of the year with Chet mm -hmm. Holmgren. Yes. And since they missed out on that, they're like, oh, let's push this other guy. Because, like, look, I mean, I know he's missed some games down the stretch here, but Benedict Mathurin should be number two. Right. So I get this kid's had a little decent stretch of games, but Paulo on a bad day still finds a way to get 19 or 20 points, which is still more than what he's getting. Yeah. So, like, let's not overreact to a small stretch of games and reward the man for when he had a terrible month in which he made one three-pointer. He still won. He still won the rookie of the month yeah. in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference. But regardless, yeah. it's about a body of work, and overall they're just trying to get something stirred up here. For this sure. Is, this is somebody who just wants to try to make this a story, or at least they're probably trying to get Jalen Williams some pub yeah. because he's probably not getting a ton. No. Which is why, like, the first time I heard about this, I'm like, what? I thought it was a joke, and then I was like, "Oh, is he actually doing well? Like, what's how is this?" Oh, so it kind really of well. worked to like, you know, bump him up a little. But you know, enjoy your second or third place, bud. You're not taking the rookie of the no, year. There's absolutely, twelve not. games left. What if you had about? if you had any doubt, too, you could go over and check out uh, what Vegas says, and they tend to have a nose for yeah. these types of things. Right. Paulo's at minus seven thousand odds, and Jalen Williams at plus. 6,000 tied with Benedict Matalin and Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. So mm -hmm. those guys are all in the same sphere right now. And Paulo Bancaro's in a galaxy of his own. I have three of those four guys on my fantasy team and I'm still not winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good uh, squad. It sounds like we're in the playoffs now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with mine. You're losing. Yeah. I'm also losing. My guys got, I got injured, man. <laughs> I got too injured. Unfortunately. But Jeff Wellgod likes to shine his his uh, little take on this by uh, showing this this gentleman here who looks like he may be looking for a ride or He's, home. Looks I'm, like is that Orlando? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Orlando. Those don't look like Orlando-based trees. <laughs> uh, but he says he's not even asking for money; just updating the public in case they didn't know. So this guy, he's not looking for a handout. All right. He just right. wants to let you know. No, Paul Mancaro is the rookie of the year. Stop playing. Stop playing, please. Next, Everybody needs to stop. Next playing. subject, Peach. All right, next subject, and I believe it is our final subject of yeah. this succulent Ooh, social media roundup. It has been so juicy and delicious. Is all about Mr. Penny Hardaway. And I got to tell you, I'm going to preface this. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would say 
any bad words about Penny Hardaway on this particular program because I'm yeah. a huge Penny, Penny Hardaway fan. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. But buckle up because you're about to hear about Penny Hardaway as a coach for Memphis in this first round game. And I understand he's had a really great record since he's been there because I think he's probably doing a really good job recruiting. Who wouldn't want to go Who play for Penny that? Hardaway in Memphis? Yeah. It seems like a pretty cool place to be. So I think that there's room for there, there to be growth going forward. But mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway as a head coach was awful in this game. And it wasn't just the end of the game. It wasn't just one thing. I have the list of the things. <laughs> so when one of his star players picks up his fourth foul early early in the second half, Ooh. early in the second half, like when he got three early in the second half, it was like, all right, go pull it, go pull him out of there now. Yeah. He didn't. He stayed on the court. And he got the other foul. I believe there was like 16 minutes to go in the oh. game still. There's a lot of time. Yeah. Four, you have five fouls in college for everyone that doesn't know. So mm-hmm. four is like a death sentence almost. So with four, you're like, all right, we got to sit him now. Yeah. Well, he played a little bit longer, and then finally he pulled him out. And it was like, all right, cool. We're not going to see this guy until like the last five minutes of the game. He's one of their bigger inside players. Yeah. They're going to need him, him down the road. Okay. So then down the stretch. One of their other players that's stepping up, he's playing well. He falls, he lands on on a player's foot, mm-hmm. and like really turns his ankle. He goes down. He's like writhing in pain. Like Damn. the play goes on, and they eventually have to stop play because he's down there writhing. Damn. This is not just on Penny Hardaway. This is on the athletic staff of the Memphis Tigers. Where were you? This guy ended up kind of hopping up and limping his way over to the bench, and he's walking around. I never saw a trainer go up to him. When you go down like that, there should be people out there immediately on it or somebody underneath him and, like, helping him walk. This kid was trying to walk it off, walk it off. And, I mean, it looked bad, right? (sighs) This kid got mad, right? He's angry. He starts fighting with players on his own team. Penny Hardaway does nothing. He doesn't try to split people up. He just is there stoic, almost like he can't believe what's all happening. And it's like, bro, you need to step in yeah. and tell your guys to separate. Put this guy over here. Put this guy over there. And by the way, why is the guy with the limp ankle fighting with another dude? And why is he standing up in the huddle right now and putting weight on his ankle? If something's wrong with it, please have somebody look at this man. And they don't. Okay? So then play continues on a little bit. And then this man with the hobbled ankle goes to the check-in desk to check into the game. Okay. With four minutes to go in the game, the man with a hurt ankle is now all of a sudden going to come back in? I mean, was it, was it really bad? I mean, it looked bad, but then... It, was he walking without a limp at that he, point? He was limping a little bit, okay. but like... Didn't look like anyone had ever checked but I on thought him. He you just would walked love around. You would love the the Iron Man. Yeah, I do love that the Iron Man. And to be honest, that cat played well. Yeah, right. Like he played pretty well. But so shout out to him. I but never you want more saw responsibility from the. Yeah, man. The where team was the or... responsibility from the team to take a look at this guy to make sure? Like, where was this stuff? You didn't see it happening. So I'm sitting alone by the on the bench or walking around in a circle. What happened to the guy with the four fouls? Did he get back in the game? The guy with the four fouls ended up going back in the game. Um, you know, when at a pro, but he came back in early. Like he he early. put a lot. He put him back in at twelve minutes to go, and luckily they trusted him. They just kind of trusted him to like not get in foul trouble. Okay. And luckily they needed him, so 
he was back, but he shouldn't have had to be playing with four fouls at that point. And he kind of hurt himself. Then late in the game, they missed a check-in off a timeout where they wanted to check in the guy with the hurt ankle, but they couldn't because they missed the check-in at the desk. And it's like, this is all stuff that's like, this is all basic stuff. Like, we're in the NCAA tournament now. You've had several years to get some of this basic stuff figured out. Your players should not be fighting and pushing each other on, on during timeouts, yeah. and there should not be problems checking into the game. So I'm not really sure what was going on with that, but then after it all fell up, their timeout usage down the stretch was terrible too. They had no timeouts left after FAU uh, hit the hit the shot to go ahead. There's 2.5 yeah. seconds left, but does Memphis That's have time. a timeout? They do not. Oh, they so they, them. they do the throw in and throw from a half court thing and it misses. Yeah. And then Penny Hardaway throws his bottle oh, as if he had dangerous, which and is stupid. It's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. I understand that you're mad, but a lot of this is on you, bro. You lost a game by you like one or two it, points it's, to it's kids too. Like you got to be an example. I know like it wasn't even a good throw. It's a it was yeah. a very limp wristed a... throw. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't trying to hurt somebody. Right, it was right, right. Clearly right, a frustration right. throw. But yeah. And I'm not suggesting he get in any trouble for that, to be honest. No. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. I'm just here for look at the body work. If you only have seen, I've seen him coach some other games from years past, but if this was the only game you'd ever watch Penny Hardaway coach, you'd be like, oh, the only reason this guy's coach is because he used to be a player because mm-hmm. he has no coaching sense. And I don't think that's necessarily true. But on this one, hey, the players definitely didn't play that well. And Florida Atlantic is a great team. Mm-hmm. Give them credit. But Penny Hardaway stunk as a coach in this game. It was bad. And it wasn't just him, his whole coaching staff, even the training staff. They failed this team. And it's it's sad. That's disappointing because I, I, I root for Penny. <laughs> Me too. I had Memphis winning in the next yeah. round because I was like, you know who stinks? Purdue. Yeah. Because Purdue don't. Every time I fill out a bracket, I never move them far. So I had Memphis beating Purdue. Uh, but Fairleigh Dickinson happened. took care of it at least. Yeah, I I mean I when he when they played when Memphis played UConn, UConn won, and I was standing there with my penny jersey trying to see if he would autograph something for me on the way out. Mm-hmm. I let a child get it in front of me, and he did sign the child, but he didn't sign mine, which I totally understand because I'm a grown man, and that's totally fine. Okay, but he was very disgruntled, not in a good mood. He seems to really be an emotional, fiery guy, which is probably why he was such a one of the reasons he was such a great player. But this couple summers ago when we hired Jamal Mosley, there was talk of Penny Hardaway. And he even mentioned that he was flattered by the talk in the Orlando magic community of potentially becoming the head coach mm-hmm. of the Orlando magic, but that he had business in Memphis. Sure. Uh, I- I'm liking the demeanor that I see from coach Mosley right now <laughs> after the limp wristed Gatorade throw even, even more so. Yeah. I mean, even as a joke once on this show, I, joked that in the future penny hardaway will be the coach of the sh- of the magic so i mean i understood that this is a possibility but yep. that was in a world where i thought he was growing as a college coach and getting better to the point where you'd want him yeah and i, I think he's he's a, he's a great recruiter because he's had some great kids go in and out in the i think five years now he's been coached there yeah and they put up a great record but they need to figure out he needs to figure out how to manage his team a little bit better and if it's not him that does it then get an assistant coach to be that guy that pulls those guys apart yeah it looked like it was all him with no train i mean look trainers go after people in the pros in college when they go down or when there's an injury i never saw a trainer anywhere near this kid and they kept showing him Mm. because he's it was vital yeah so i just don't get it it confused me and that's that's the end of a succulent. 
<laughs> social media roundup. Ooh, <laughs> it was so succulent and salacious and sal- salacious. Yeah, that's a word. Yep. Well, we're going to have a word right now with uh, one of our patrons coming in for our new segment, Five with the Fam. All right. And this one is where we invite uh, second cousins who are a part of the Patreon community to come on the show and, and give some ask us a question. And we ask them one question. So our first one is with Dylan Holden. Thanks so much for joining us, Dylan. We hope you like it. So we are here right now with second cousin Dylan. Thanks so much for taking the time, homie. Before we get into the five with the fam, this new segment we have, mm. you're a guest on the show, Dylan. We care how you're doing. So how you feeling today for the Chuma Are You OKK okay? check-in, sir? Got to check in. I'm, I'm absolutely feeling relieved, guys. I, before I jumped on here tonight, I thought I was going to be locked out of my cell phone forever. I actually had to get a new one today because my old iPhone I believe it was a seven I uh, died on me. I couldn't get it Ooh. to charge. So uh, I'm feeling relieved at this point and glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, so, Dylan, you know, five with a fam. The way this is going to work is we're going to ask you a question and then you'll ask us one. We'll chop it up with you. And the idea is that it'll be around five minutes with the family, second cousins, talking about Orlando Magic and all things core cousins. So, Peach, uh, you have the first question. You ready, Dylan? Yes, sir. All right, Dylan, I know you're a big Suggs guy, so I think I know what answer you're going to have here, but I think this is a question that the the Magic fan community needs to consider at this point. Mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs has been on a huge tear lately. He's playing really well. You can tell that things are slowing down for him on the court, and he's looking good. I want him to start. I want him to take those Gary Harris minutes and just let him have the more minutes. What's oh, okay. What say you? Do you think Gary – do you think uh, – Jalen Suggs has earned starting minutes, at least for the rest of the season here? I do at this point, especially um, with the results yesterday. I'm pretty sure that that was our last nail in the coffin for the play-in. So starting Jalen, to me, going forward is the way to go. Um, And I would expect him, especially if he has a healthy offseason, to start next year, no questions asked. So, yes, I I agree with that. He should be starting. What's your feeling, I guess, if Jalen's moving on the rest of the guard rotation? Um, So the thing is, I think part of it, that's a two-part answer. Part of it is going to depend on the draft where we fall. I mean, obviously, if we get two or three, um, depending on what you believe, Scoot Henderson is either going to go two or possibly sliding to three. Mm. And I don't think the magic, I don't see the magic passing on him if they get a chance to draft him. Um, Probably not. The second answer to that question is, is really on Gary Harris. Um, If Gary Harris is willing to take a team friendly deal and also possibly a reduced role, then, you know, more power to him. I'd love to have him on the team, but, um, He's going to have to take that role, I think. Uh, I don't think he's going to push Suggs out of the way. One, because we have too much invested in Suggs um, where he was drafted. And two, he's just flat out younger. And his defense is undeniable. I mean, mm-hmm. he has he literally has a, an elite skill at, what is he, 21? That, that doesn't happen often in the league. And a lot of times I get into it with people on Twitter about that. I'm like uh, – Jalen's not going anywhere. The, the core of my question is really like, for the rest of this season, I think you start Suggs and see what he's got. Because like, all right, Suggs and Gary are comparable, but Suggs mm-hmm. lately has been scoring a little bit more, and we need some more pop. 
So just swap them. Because yeah. in like two or three years when we're trying to get at that championship level, Gary Harris won't be part of this team. I don't think. Sadly, yeah. I don't think. Because we're going to draft guards and wings that are going to replace him. And quite frankly, we're going to draft somebody that could replace Suggs. So let him play his way into staying as the starter or staying a key cog of this team. I think he can do it. Mm. This is the time to prove it. Sir, thank you for riffing on that one with us. You have your question now, sir, for five of the fam. Damn, say that five. Uh, so my question to you, gentlemen, is um, being from New Jersey, how did you guys become Magic fans? Because I know for myself, I'm from Maryland, so I get asked the question all the time. I lived in Jersey for a couple of years, but I'm from Connecticut. We're recording this from beautiful Bridgeport, Connecticut on Long Island Sound, <laughs> coming at you on Court Cousins 98.9. <laughs> now, we're in Connecticut on Long Island Sound, but Peace, you grew up in UVM. If you could see right yeah. now, he's got the UVM Catamounts jersey behind him there. Yeah, I grew up in Vermont, which is even further away, but our family is from originates from Vermont, and uh, they did the same thing a lot of northern people do, which is move south for the winter. Or yeah, got to the point where they're down there all the time. Yeah. But um, they lived in Winter Park, and so we used to go visit at least every other year, if, if not every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and went down to games in the first season, 89-90. Uh, Peace I saw, did. I saw two or three. Yeah, you weren't alive probably? No, I was still. Just oh, barely, I was two. Okay, I was two. Just, just, just barely yeah. joined us. Um, and so, yeah, I went to some games that first season. Uh, met Terry Catledge at a drive-in bank, uh, a drive through <laughs> bank. He, like, waved us over, shook my hand, signed, signed our hat. And uh, <laughs> it just sort of was like, all right, I'm putting my Celtics corduroy hat away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Like, before we went to one of the games, they let the kids on the court. I got to, like, make a layup. You're, like, 10, I mean, right? Yeah, I was, like, 10. I mean, so I was like, this is, is made. This is amazing. This is, yeah. Yeah, this is formidable years. And it was I had an attachment now to this team, and it kind of just grew and grew and grew. Uh, but I love being on board before the Shaq and Penny era because I feel like that's when a lot of people got into the team and, and jumped in. And rightfully so. What the so. hell, dude? And I came so. out in that era. Okay, but you know, Are you, you were also. Are you throwing slander my way? I'm not throwing any slander. Okay. Obviously, that's that's what put us on the map and put it in a lot of people to, to knowing who we were. I was but just a few years. I was there you. in the Jeff Turner and the Greg Kite and the Mark Akers and like the short short era. Oh, there's some. There were some bad times there, but I, I just look at you going love the unis Brooklyn and... hipster. I was I was into the band before the band was cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much a family affair for us. I was there not long after Peach. His father and our other uncle and grandfather mm. would take us to games, but it's kind of a family affair for you too, Dylan. You're in Maryland, so how do you come by your fandom of the Orlando Magic? So my fandom started from my grandfather, who actually lived in Florida. Uh, he used to send me up tapes of Penny and Shaq, like hours of um, amazing um, tapes. And I would just wait at the mailbox for them to come, and I would just sit there for hours and just watch. It would be like three or four games on one tape. It was like oh, Sports Center awesome. before Sports Center was really popular, and then it just having a whole game was just unreal. I mean. <laughs> Your grandfather was the OG Sports Center man. He was the NBA. <laughs> yeah. He was the original NBA TV. Probably better I mean, he, than NBA TV today too. Just illegally he, recording yeah. games and sending them to people. <laughs> it was solidified with you also in childhood and with family, and uh, it's great to have you on as a part of the family, the second cousin family. Dylan, thanks so much for always supporting us, man. You've you've been there for a while, an OG, and we really appreciate uh, everything from you, man. Keep Thanks fighting so in the in the tr in trenches on Twitter, man. I got your yeah. back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One more time for our boy Dylan. 
Thanks so much for coming through, man. Much appreciated. Thanks, we'll talk Thanks, to you man. soon. Peace. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Dylan, for being our first guest on Five with a Fam. Remember, everybody, you can join us, too. If you join us on Patreon, you could be on a future episode of this fine podcast. Got good things cooking over there at the Patreon, Peach. The Discord's up and running. We're mm-hmm. doing more giveaways, the the hangouts. If you want to be closer to the show yeah. and uh, help us design the show, because we ask for the input a lot, and it's very helpful, too. It is, yeah. Head on over there. It's good stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But we got mm-hmm. the you got the grill. It's all warm and it's tiered, and there's mm-hmm. different meats on different levels. So oh, get in on it. I like the barbecue reference. Cool. Yeah, we're doing a whole second vibe today. So <laughs> <laughs> just keep it going. Right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about stuff that I don't think is succulent. <laughs> it's stuff that's very dry. It is the possibilities of players that could come. But we're gonna give it a little spin. Yeah. Where we kind of talk about players we think would be a good fit for the Magic. We're kind of assuming that we're going to have. Two top ten picks at this point, something like that. Um, that would eight and twelve. Yeah, that would be like our worst case scenario, but still yeah. some top players. Yeah, um, who we think would be a good fits for our team. Obviously, there's the everybody knows about Wembenyana, and everyone's heard mm-hmm. about Scoot Henderson at this point. Yep. We're gonna try to dig a little bit more to that midsection where we're going to be drafting, and select some players we think would be a good fit for the team. So okay. That's the first time I heard the directions, but I can I can no, make no, that No, no, we happen. talked about this because <laughs> no, you said you were excited to have this conversation. I am with very me. excited to have this conversation <laughs> with you, but I didn't know that we were doing the Orlando Magic slant. I thought you were just going to do like a straight mock when you told me. So you did take it through that lens. I'm excited. I'm even yeah, more I excited. Now. I wasn't going to take it through that straight mock. I don't like to mock before I know who's drafting where. Yeah, that bothers no, me. for sure, for sure. It's too hard. All right, so we're, we'll mention some of the top guys, like you said, but with our Orlando Magic blue-colored glasses, blue-tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. All right, how are we going to start, Pish? You are start, because we... you seem like you have a plethora of notes. Yeah, well... So there must be one note you like better than the other. You know, this is this is my first go-around of this, everyone, and maybe you're like maybe you're like me, and you're just starting to get into college hoops out there, or maybe you're like uh, our boy Rafael Perez, who's been digging in this for months, he says, uh, and already had rock-solid takes when we were down there visiting Orlando about a month ago now. But I just started digging into the names that were in the top 15, looking at some highlight tapes, um, reading some of the information available in terms of scorecards and what these guys do well and what their areas of growth are. So that's kind of the lens where I'm taking this. Um, you know, overall, just the 50,000-foot view right now from this piece, there are some strong players in the top 10 that are all in an area where I think we've got some really good players. There's a lot of guys in here that are like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, a lot of wing players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Franz and Paulo. So it's a little bit odd of a for me as right now as a Magic fan to look at this and be like, damn, apparently some of the most talented guys are the places on our roster where I think we have the most talented guys. So it's an interesting mm-hmm. quagmire of sorts approaching this draft and depending on where we fall because, yeah, I could see us, you know, another guard we to in- introduce into this, you know, guard competition. I think we need to, we need to see that. And I would like a big. But the number one center, Wembenyana, he's going to go off the board one, whoever's yep. there. Yep. Maybe it's us. Let's go. There aren't a lot of uh, bigs in that. There that, are, right that after area. that, right? So, yeah. like, we'd be better trading back if we wanted to get a backup center in this draft. But I don't know what Weltman is thinking. You're trying to get two more hyper-talented guys with some upside. I think there's some of those guys here, but there's also some that could, you know, kind of whiff out. I'm looking at some of these guards. Um, 
that I've been digging into. I know this was someone that Raph liked a lot when we were down there. Keontae George, who's the shooting guard out of Baylor, um, 6'4". He's averaging 15, 4, and 3, but 38% from the field, 34% from three, but on seven attempts. So what you see there is a guy that's not afraid to shoot. And right now I feel like, man, we've got some guys that are afraid to shoot on our team from beyond the arc. Mm -hmm. We just don't have the volume that other teams do, and that gets us into trouble. And Keontae George can also – make some shots like he I saw numerous games where um, they were going to him late in games he's got something off the dribble but I think he'd be a really good two guard for us yeah that's nice I I agree I like Keontae George from what I've seen I watched Baylor play a couple games Um, and uh, I think what's nice about him is that he's projected right now to be in that like nine, 10 ish range. Yeah, so that's going to be something like that we can maybe even pick right up with there. the second pick yeah. perhaps. Yeah. So he's definitely a player I could see being in the, he's on the radar in Orlando for sure. He's, he's high on my radar Yeah. because I, depending on what we do with the first pick, mm-hmm. if he's there as the second pick, I'm going to be ecstatic because I think he's a great player. And in a good way to go. Um, yeah. Another player that that people talk about that's really high on the draft right now is Brandon Miller. Oh yeah, I def. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. everybody loves him. They're <laughs> they're talking about him actually being number two over Scoot at this I point. I think he should be. Which I think it's one of those things where he's getting a chance to play on national TV right now, and people are getting to see him. And I always yeah. think you get a little, you get a bump from a the little tournament. Little bump, yeah, man. Right. Like as much as uh, Zach Eady is now going to get a bump down from, <laughs> from that from losing the first hey, round. Valley. But if you go on a nice run here you can get a nice bump up too so i think before it's all said and done he could jump out of our possibility unless we you know happen to land one of those top three picks it would see that's where again he's uh, listed as a small forward he's a forward six nine 200 pounds averaging 19 eight and two he crashes the boards which i knew that you would love i saw him going for multiple offensive rebounds off his own shots love it i was like mm, peter's gonna love this 40 yes. percent from three on seven and a half attempts so right. a much more prolific shooter mm-hmm. than um Keontae, who we were just talking about but this guy has size on top of that i mean he reminds me, honestly, of a little bit of Jabari Smith Jr. last year in terms of the the height and the high point of his release and how dynamic a shooter he can be. But he has way more off the dribble and more athleticism, I think, than Jabari Smith Jr. I think he's a much better prospect. Um, but again, I would agree. that's this is a position that we've got Paulo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. If you get number two, two or second or third pick and Brandon Miller falls to you, you take that. You take that. You take them. Unlike Penny Hardaway, I'm going to use a timeout in an appropriate moment here to tell you to just stop okay. looking at the positions by these players. Yeah. And think about what they can do. Yeah. A guy at six eight who can shoot like that can be a shooting guard in this NBA that we have right now. I get that. Can like guarded too. I I don't watch enough film of him yet to see. I feel like when you have that kind of length, it's a little easier to guard a Donovan Mitchell who's a six three or six four because you have that that advantage in the wingspan department. Yeah. So don't let that small forwards can be shooting guards. Point guards can usually be shooting guards. They can usually kind of move one or, or, or the other, depending yeah. on how hard they hit the weight room or what they're slated to do. So I'm not that worried about the position for him. I don't think he's going to steal Paulo or Franz minutes. If we had him on our team, I think okay. he just slots in as the two guard. Markel is our point guard. Wendell at the five and off we go. Like that's, 
I don't know if that will, it might work on offense, but I don't know if it will work on defense. We'll see. It would be tough in certain matchups. And then the you know the elephant in the room is the the off the court stuff with Brandon Miller too. You know I love immediately everything I see on the court in terms of highlights, right. but he's been involved with some pretty dumb reckless shit lately. True. True. Um, and as much as our team harps on bringing in high character guys. That wasn't a high character move from Brandon Miller. Whatever happened with that firearm, I'm not going to judge it. You know, I don't really know. Well, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it 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 seems it's it just seems like a little bit like, damn, homie, really, like, yeah. really situation. It, it just seems like a shitty from front to back. You are a tremendous young man. Like, but on the flip side, you know, this can be. We talked about Markel Fultz before. A very different thing. Mm-hmm. This can be a rock bottom moment for him. Right. So. Depending this is a much better he, rock bottom moment than getting an injury or being on live Instagram with a gun in a club. I mean, uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that. Someone didn't someone use the firearm in his car to engage in a shooting? He didn't. Yeah, right. But that's still it's it's almost it like accessory. His, it's like, like accessory to a crime almost. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like somebody took it from him. But right. I don't know regardless. the specifics, so I really don't want to comment on it. But I sure. don't know if it's better than. Waving a gun in a club on Instagram Live, I think that I think it shows a little bit stupid. It's but it's yeah. There's definitely a yeah. lack of responsibility in where you're keeping this thing. Yeah, but I think being dumb enough to just flaunt it when you're on a road trip, which means you obviously brought it with you on a plane somehow, is dumber <laughs> than than this move. But these are young kids, so hopefully these can be moments that they rebound from. But how they react hmm. will determine their future. Um, so I don't know. It, Luckily, Brandon Miller follows his own shots, so we know he rebounds well. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> and I think that even with all that swirling, I don't know. We'll we'll see if Jeff and John would would take the chance on the kid. Um, I mean, do, what do you think about Scoot? Can, or you want to? Yeah, right. can we talk about Scoot a little bit? Because yeah. rather Scoot by, but he go ahead. he was for a long time talked about as the surefire number two, and Brandon sure. Miller has now sure. kind of surpass that and is in number two in a lot of people depending on the team that drafting too i've seen what do you think about scoot uh, personally i don't think we're gonna get scoot and i'm fine with that i have only i've seen him play a few games and i've he's never jumped out to me Mm -hmm. Uh, i've obviously seen the highlights where by the way highlight packages always have the highlights (laughs) so so it's hard to assess that i like to see a game to see like how people jump off the page to me and he he didn't jump off the page either game i saw but i've seen games you know where he's had incredible stat lines and i've heard multiple things so maybe i just happen to catch him on a couple of off days i don't know but i don't if i just don't see us being in position to draft him like yeah. a top three pick, and us going, he's the guy. But somebody else would want him. So mm-hmm. if we had that number two pick and somebody else really wants him, yeah, I could see us spinning a deal. Yeah. And that, to be honest, is one of the, the main reasons I don't like to think about us getting, you know, winning the lottery again or anything like that. But if we land a top three pick, I want us thinking trade. Interesting. Because Interesting. I think we can trade back to like four, five, or six and still have two top 10 picks just like we have now and get more capital. Mm. So I think there's a possibility there. So you would like pass up on Brandon Miller to maybe trade back and get one of these guards that we've been talking about either like a, um, I think you could still get Brandon Miller if we had number two, 
somebody wants trade back Scoop, to three or something. Trade back to three and still get him. Yeah. So I think there's still a way to get. And by the way, we haven't even mentioned the Thompson twins, and I know we're about to. Yeah. But I like both their games too. Yeah. So They're there's a lot game. of good players in the top five or six of this draft that make me realize that, like, okay, I could maybe trade back a little bit mm-hmm. and and get more for the future and just keep this whole train rolling, right? Yeah. Uh, I, it'll be interesting how many – I think it would only really work if you're in the, like, 2-3 situation because Probably. most most people have it being – a pretty big drop off or a drop off from Scoot Henderson and uh, Brandon Miller in that second tier, just below Victor Wembanyama, who's in his own tier, and right. then you have this like third tier of like the rest of these guys with the Thompson twins. I, yeah, I, like the Thompson twins are here. Fair. Um, I've yeah. got Nick Smith Jr. I mean, that's what I've heard. I don't know if I believe it to be true though. Yeah. Hey, hey so. it's always wrong. It's almost always wrong. Yeah, you know, there's always guys never that really tell who's come out of nowhere. Out. I mean, Jalen Williams. We were just talking about him for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. Like he, I don't. Where did he go? He didn't go. Mm. Was he in the top ten? Mm, I don't. Maybe he might have been. He's surprising people, right? I so think he might have been in like in the early guys. teens, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Um, and yeah, Benedict Mathurin shocked some people as well. He had a great season. Hmm. Um. He was the 12th pick, Jalen Williams. 12th, okay. That's what so thought, yeah. there's always guys that surprise and, and mess up everyone's tears. But I mean, let's talk about the Thompson Twins. They're, they're more someone I've, I think that has the quickness to guard a two. They're 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six respectively. Pretty much facsimiles of each other, being twins and all. 16 points. This is for amen. 16 points, 6.5 six boards, 6 assists, 57% from the floor, 23% from three. Not a great three-point shot maker right now but he can get his own shot he's more of the shot creator of the two twins it seems um shooting over smaller guards in that mid-range and he seems like a better passer of the two mm. um but you know to say that asar is therefore the much better shooter oh he's it's shooting, asar what how is how do you think it's pronounced azur no i think it's asar okay and the highlights i, was I haven't heard it too i haven't yeah. heard it said um he's shooting 30 percent from three you know so I, I I guess I like Amen a little bit more because he right. has more skill on the dribble. Well, we know J.I. Like, is praying for him to join the team. <laughs> <laughs> so He, he can, laughs like he didn't so expect it, a so biblical reference. Yeah, so he can yell <laughs> Amen from the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know how I feel too much about the Thompson Twins. Yeah, it's I, tough I, because you see them play, and they're playing in some. I don't know what league, overtime. I don't know what this league, league is. They're yeah, playing. I don't like, understand the league. Seems but. like an a like really. It's like it's up like AAU when I watch league. Victor Wembanyama dunking on French guys, and I'm just like, yeah, but this is like the fifth or sixth best league in the world. Right. Like, what does this mean? Yeah, it, but it's they tough. do they do look good, and they have been playing. You know, I think steel you know was it iron shopping's iron or whatever you yeah know? it's like if these two guys are going toe-to-toe their entire their life entire life right <laughs> that's good because yeah. they're both real good so yeah. I, I i like both of these guys i'd be glad to have either one on the squad from what i've seen and i think there's a very good chance we can get one yeah because i just feel like they're gonna be there at four five six which is a very likely place for us to be drafting so 
get your Thompson magic jerseys now <laughs> and then just figure out put what the number on later, the number on later. You can even put a Thompson if you want, <laughs> and then we'll just figure out which one it is. I think there's a possibility we could get them both. <laughs> we like drafting. We have Kevin brothers on the squad. Yeah, Let's brother it up. Let's go. Like just have them both on there and get Rolo back. And then Brooke, change been... that whole backcourt and then worry about filling your big man hole through free agency. Uh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I've, everything I've heard about these guys through people that have interacted with them um, speak very highly of the type of young man that they are. They seem to have a really good head on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. So that rings like high character guy that Weltman and Hammond like. I think that really you know who else loves high character guys Disney and they're a sponsor. So bring them on in. Bring that character. Let's amen. That. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um. I guess, what do I got here? I, I have a couple more guards and then want to talk about the forwards. Is that okay? I mean, you do whatever you feel like. You talk about anybody you feel like we need to talk about. I, well, another guy that's high on people's boards is Nick Smith Jr. He's from Arkansas, right? Yep. He also plays with Anthony Black. Mm -hmm. There are two guards on that team that are touted to be within the top 10 to 15. Um, uh, yeah, Arkansas is playing Kansas today. I, I want to watch that game. I want to watch that game badly also because of Grady Dick, who I'm assuming we're going to get to later, so I won't go off on I'm going to talk them. No, bring but, up both of them. But with, talk about with all them. three of those guys in this game, this is a must-watch for me. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to be here for it, but I have it recording. Like, I'm going to go back and watch this one because I, I need to watch it when you get off work. Can we watch it when you get off work together? Sure. Okay. He's going to be asleep. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's possibility – of one of those guys being on our squad, but I, I haven't liked as much of what I've seen from them as I've seen from uh, like Keontae George or the Thompson twins. But I understand they're going to be around in that second pick we make. That's around where these guys are slated to be somewhere in the eight to 10 range. Um, same thing with Grady Dick is, is slated to be somewhere like right in the end the of Dick. the top 10. You like in Dick Peach? I mean, the penis puns on this show would be yeah, outrageous. I can't even like, I can't. Yeah, it's too, you know. Yeah, we're we're too it's too much. We're too insecure. We can't it's talk too about much, man. All this dick talk, we just wouldn't be able to handle it. I, I don't I, think. No. I've already commented on some people's things on on Twitter because I think it's funny whenever they like mention him and they're like write it. Uh, you know, they write like a basic sentence yeah. you'd write about any human. Any human. But because they refer to him as Dick, it's hilarious. And no one laughs. And I'm just like, how is everybody so mature being mature about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have called him Grady, but no, you went with Dick. You knew what you were doing. So let me laugh at it and let me enjoy it. And let's just go. First, I can't believe he doesn't change his surname to Richard. That's really on his family. I mean, at some point, they should have just been like, you know what? Let's change to Richard or Richards. Let's let's get away from this whole dick thing. But they they can't do it. How long has that been one of the no no preferred words for the male genitalia? I mean, you don't. Is it going to be around for a while? Do you think that the Dick family is trying to just outlast? Dick uh, is not going anywhere. <laughs> I got news for you, Dicks. <laughs> it is not going to leave anytime soon. <laughs> Get the paperwork ready. <laughs> Should think I, about it. I mean, he's touted as the best shooter yeah. in in the draft. I think what I saw from Brandon Miller, I liked a little bit better. But um, yeah. Agreed. At the guard position, this is kind of the player that fits best with what the Orlando Magic need. If, yeah, he kind of reminds honest. me of a guy that's just going to be 
a shooter out there. I'm trying to think of some quick comparisons from what I've seen off the top of my head. There's and another white It's all going to be shooting shoot. white guys yeah. like J.J. Redick <laughs> yeah. and, and things of that nature. So, hey, Red Dick. Interesting. <laughs> hey, <laughs> are, they re- are they related? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and, I, and I, I don't tend to like those guys on a team, but they do have a ton of value, and every team seems to have one, right? Like just yeah. a white boy who can come in and shoot the lights out. And honestly, we need shooting. Yeah, so need who, shooting. who am I to and turn that down? He's a good Who defender. am I to turn down Dick? <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Dick buns all summer long on court cousins. We can't handle this, dude. <laughs> Weltman, Hammond, please pass on this guy. I know. I kind of want to just pass on him just for that. Like, I just... Let this dick be someone else's problem. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like my girl has felt that in the last few days at some points. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I think he's the best. He's probably one of the best fits. Yeah. He plays better defense than people give him credit for. Yeah. He's, and he, he's bouncy. He's more athletic. He gets kind of pigeonholed <sighs> in the white boy shooter thing. But well, he, he's a really good defender and doesn't turn the ball over. That's one of his very right. plus assists. He's a smart player, good shooter. That's kind of what we need. So, yeah, if, if we if like you said, worst case scenario, we ended up drafting like, what, seven or eight and right. 12 or something like that. Grady 12. Dick's probably going to be there yeah. for one of those picks. Oh, yeah. I'd like him Maybe. to be our second pick right. versus our first. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Yeah. Aside from the name thing, I, I, which you have to overlook when you're looking at this, if you got to be serious for a second, he is a good fit. So I'm excited for that game later today. Some other guys that you know I have a tough time getting behind. It's like uh, Jarris Walker, Cam Whitmore. You shouldn't have trouble getting behind him. You should for us because yeah. I don't think that's necessary. Well, that's what, what I'm we, saying. No, they're it's an undersized player. power forward. Right. It, it's giving me. Yeah. I mean, J- Jarris Walker. I don't know if it's because he has the same hairstyle. Just giving me beef stew. Isaiah Stewart. Mm, he mm. wears his hair in like a very similar way that Beef right. Stew did for a while. But much shorter. No, no. Beef Stew's six seven, six eight. Oh, I thought Beef Stew was like six ten. He plays okay. like that, right? But he's yeah. not. And that's why they're right. very similar. Well, Charles players. Barkley was six six in his prime and he was the round mound of rebounds. Exactly. So, I mean, you can get it done if yeah. you use your size. Well we got we got more it's Wagner. You know, right. we got some guys where even Wendell is undersized at times in terms of a shot blocker. Right? Mm-hmm. He uses his body well, the enforcer but I don't know if we want to duplicate that skill. Um, but yeah, man, he's he's a big body, force of nature type of guy. He will be an undersized big, but a plus defender. He has shown the ability to step out and knock knock down the three, even though he's shooting 35, 34% on only two of 2.7 attempts. But he's he's a monster. I did watch uh, the Houston game the other day. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, he's he's in the he's and nice. he he helped put it away for yeah. sure. Um, we haven't talked about this. But there's two more guys we haven't talked about that I feel like fall okay. in the top twelve in in most of the mock drafts that I see. So I'll just okay. throw their names out. Uh, one is Cam Whitmore from Villanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen him play a ton, uh, but six seven two thirty two. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen him enough to like really have a good evaluation. At yeah. this point, that that will be something I look into as we go forward. So I don't want to completely I, ignore him. I'm but. only on highlights, but the vibe I got because he has really good handle for a guy his size. Like six seven isn't huge, but he's he's a he's a thick boy. Like mm-hmm. he's 
he's muscular. Like he's gonna move people around. And I love that. Yeah, it, definitely. And he's not shy of contact, and he has really nice handle, which gave me like watered down Anthony Edwards feeling vibes. Okay. Like that type of game can kind of take you off the dribble. And his shot is decent enough, 35% from three on four attempts a game. So it's a part of his game that people have to look out for and defend against. Um, but, yeah, we'll see like how versatile and valuable a player he can be in the league. He, he's definitely dynamic, though. It, it would be interesting to plug him in on a squad. Mm. The last person I had on my list that we have not mentioned yet. Yeah. All the Florida people know him. It's Taylor Hendricks from UCF. Okay. 6'9", 210. I don't necessarily know as though he's a fit for our squad, but I think yeah. he's a good player. And at one point, I think he was under the radar because he's with UCF and they're in the NIT. Um, but he is a good player. I did watch them play against Florida the other day, and he played a great game. I, I, I think he's going to be a good player in the league. I'm just not so sure he's going to end up on our squad just because of, like, a fit, like, He's not the big we're looking for, and he's not the guard we're looking for. So I feel like right. he's going to just fall away from it. But our lot of Orlando Magic fans are definitely going to be like, oh, it's this guy. He's here. Yeah. Come on. Uh, cheerleaders that cheered him on are our cheerleaders. Come on. Hey. And it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe. But um, nobody would hate it. I certainly wouldn't because I like what I've seen. Mm -hmm. But I just don't I, don't I don't see that as the fit. Yeah, I, I haven't looked into him yet, so I can't comment. But it sounds like how I kind of feel about – Guys like Jarris Walker, this guy, um, the Thompson twins to a, a certain effect. Uh, they just appear to be skilled wings, and I just feel like we have that. I'm really hoping to get a little bit another guard to insert. Our that. team will need lots of wings to yeah. soar. Yes, you're okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, let's. Uh, you're going to be a Thompson fan before it's all said and done because we're getting one. I'm buying a Thompson jersey. <laughs> Soar, amen, soar. <laughs> all right, so Th those are that, all the guys yeah. I feel like that are going to fall within our window. Who are we missing? I, I dug a little bit deeper. If you want to okay. talk about big men, all right. the top five centers of the draft, I haven't seen them all, but obviously we've seen Zach Eady with Purdue. He is just too slow, I think, to make it in the NBA. Yes. Somebody will probably take a waiver on him, but yep. I just feel like he's too slow to really keep up with the game. If he can find a way to lose a little weight and speed up, maybe. Um, Armando Baycott from North Carolina, I love. Of course you do. Um, he's and the all-time leading rebounder in North Carolina history, so yep. that counts for something. Um, he you could know, be somebody you get late in a late round. Sonogo, playing for UConn. Yep. Beasting people right now. Doing work. I mean, those these are all guys that I think that could be like a late, but that could be a second round pick. But uh, is it? It's Somewhere. Baycott is his name, yeah. and uh, Sendo Sendogo, yeah. Sendogo. Um, they're undersized too in terms of NBA. Like they're a they're, little, yeah. They're probably they give they give me Wendell Carter vibes. Like, I know, but there's the thing. As, Wendell plays the five for us, so sometimes yeah. guys at six ten or six eleven, like you said earlier, can yeah. use their beef and play a little bit bigger than their actual size. For sure, I'm not so sure if those guys can do it. But if yeah. you're taking a second round shot on one of these guys to fill your big role, you're not really putting a lot into it. So yeah, it's, it's I guess worth I the just shot. Stick with. I haven't seen Oscar, and I'm sure I'm. I'm unfamiliar with how to spell it from Connecticut, but I've heard, yeah. or from Kentucky, but I plan on watching him in the tournament, and that's where I'm going to really get a good assessment on who he is, because I've heard good things about him. I think Kentucky's going to make some noise, and he might be a guy that, uh, he might be a first-rounder, from what I've heard, late first, so 
There's there's then there's a couple guys from Duke that yeah. people are talking about mid first round, but I, I didn't just, see I them. I don't love doing any of the bigs so. really outside of Wimbanyana in the. That's why the draft, I think if we're gonna fill the big hole, you've got to fill it with free agency. With free agency. That's interesting. And if we're gonna fill the guard hole, you can fill it with. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it yet, but at some point we may be able to make those puns. Go Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> who do we miss? You know, who do you, who are you having your eye on right now? Very early, obviously. Yeah. Very, very early mock draft and, and draft thinkings. Who do you like? Did you declare for the NBA draft? Comment below. Let us know who you are. Send us your package. We'll take a look at it. <laughs> send us your package. There's just too many dick puns. We just can't have this. Guy, I don't dude. dick. Do not send me your package. <laughs> I've already seen that. I don't need any more dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. <laughs> All right. So I'll wrap the segment. So that's it. We did it. And now we're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> oh you want to tell them about the next thing peach all right so we're talking about the uh, court cousins championship as you saw in the last show kyle kicked the ball <laughs> through a hoop is that the, the riveting stuff that you were hoping for with the shootout fish no no it wasn't but i do like that you sped it up because it felt like it took forever <laughs> when we did it so uh yeah you kicked the ball through the hoop yeah you're the champion that's right but you also had the advantage and that was your selection so mm -hmm. this was work to your favor yes so we put out bets for this last set which are still ongoing yes and give you a little bit of an update on them uh the coal line was set for points per game at 13.5 over this stretch of games right now he's right at 13.5 mm. so that's a spicy meatball. A, a push Yep, still uh, still four games left to go in this set, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, the next one was Jalen's three-point shooting percentage, which you posed to me and said you're setting the line at 37%. Mm -hmm. I took the under. Yeah. Right now he's at 34%. Okay. 35 if you give him the he's roundup. He's not playing so he's today. in the mix. Yeah, he's got a concussion. We'll see when he comes back. So if he gets hot in a couple games, it's, it's within reason. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I set the line for wins mm -hmm. at an embarrassing six. You took the under, and it's already over, so you've won this one. Congratulations. Oh, okay, we, nice. This one cannot be won. Oh, so, that's sad. So there's already I a win. I don't me. like that win. I don't, it doesn't feel good. No, you shouldn't feel good about it. Yep. Uh, and then the next one is Wendell Carter, the combined points and rebounds. You set the line at 25. Mm -hmm. I took the over right now. Wendell sitting at 28.3. He missed Ooh. the first three games. Oh, okay. And then came, ba matter, came back with a fire. Okay, but good. He's currently sitting at 28.3, so... Uh, currently, that one's going in my favor. So you have one, and uh, yeah, but we have one more. We have one more. To we have. have one more again from our patreons, our patrons over on the Patreon community. We ask you what we should have as that fifth line, that kind of tiebreaker line, as it were. And there was a great suggestion, I believe, from Anthony Unwin. Yes, mm. Anthony Unwin. He's all he, over the segment. He loves. Oh, it. He, yeah, he's tremendous, tremendous. Uh, he talked about points per game being allowed because we're kind of letting shit get away right now. And it's an interesting mental gymnastics to play at this moment because for the season, we're at 114.9, pretty much 115 points allowed. But over the last five, now I updated this a couple days ago, over the last five, we've allowed 126.6 points per game. That doesn't include the Phoenix game, though. Mm -hmm. I'm setting the line at 119. 
for this last stretch against the so Clippers, we gave Lakers. Up 116 against the Suns, so that's pretty much right at the line here. Yeah. Clap Clippers, Lakers, Washington, Knicks, Brooklyn, Memphis. What say you, Peach? Mm. What are you thinking? Man, I got to tell you, I'm going to take the under here. Mm. I don't love okay. it, but I don't want to bet against our team, and I just can't imagine this can continue. Okay. Like, at some point, our defense has to step up. We're capable of doing better on defense than we have. You're absolutely and, right. And, I mean, I know some of the teams we're playing are fighting for playoffs, and, and some yeah. of these teams can put up some gaudy numbers. They could. But... <clears throat> I don't know. 113 still feels like a lot of points to me, and that's comfortably under this line. Yes. So I'm taking the under. I just feel All like. right. That's good. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, because that's the only shot we have of getting a victory in this next set. Indeed. And now, stick around, because the large ending is here. But first. Shout-outs? We're going to shout-out the All-Stars and the Second Cousins on Patreon. And he up. Get that fool. And he up. Kidnap that fool. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Is this your shout out? That was my shout out. Okay. I never got to do it. All right. Oh, I see. You were ready for it. <laughs> shout out to Magic Player History, <laughs> Wiffle, Andy, Dylan Holden. Thanks for coming on, homie. Drum, Rafael Perez, Bet Breadhead, Al, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Yachty, Connor, Gloria, and that's all. And right. Damien. Damien, yeah, don't forget Damien your dad well. now. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, if you've got some laughs today from this hilarity and hijinks, maybe you watch the reactions, maybe you've popped into live streams and you enjoy what's going on here, we'd really appreciate the support over at the Patreon. Uh, we're building that cool, a really cool, tight community. So if you want to get close to the show, we'd love to have you and pick your brain. Uh, or just, you know, it's helpful to subscribe to the channel, click the like so more Magic fans see the content. And, uh, mm. yeah, mm -hmm. we appreciate everything. All you beautiful second cousins out there. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a cousin. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it's Wait. time for the large ending. Do you hit the music now? Oh, that's where you keep that. Yeah. <laughs> the NCAA tourney is underway. We talked about it a lot today, but I'm curious who you have in your final four. I had to look this up. I guess Bama. I want to see Brandon Miller play. Duke, Houston, and let's go Huskies. UConn, baby. Um, Rogers. There's the chatter about him going to the Jets. I don't know if it's completely confirmed, but he said it. Um, it's, it's happening. <clears throat> they winning anything in that uh, Buffalo Bills division of yours there, Peach? Maybe second place? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. It seems like a weird move. Don't know why he's doing it. But he really wants to follow in the steps of Brett Favre, so he has to go to the Jets. And then that means next year he'll be on the Vikings. Right. And then in a couple of years he'll steal money from his alma mater. <laughs> and then after that he'll sue Pat McAfee for money. So he's really following in Brett Favre's footsteps. And he's just That's going to be a stuff. crazy 180 with the McAfee show. Mm -hmm. That's going to that's gonna be yeah. pivotal it's stuff. It's really going to turn it's, things around. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be weird. It's going to make for a good documentary. <laughs> Uh, the uh, World Baseball Classic is going on. Were you aware of that? Yeah, I was aware of that. Yeah, because one of my students was trying to watch the game in class the other day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, is weird to me how passionate some people get about that when I could give a rat's ass. Well, also because March. we're in the tri-state area, and what is it, Edwin Diaz, the sa the closer for the Mets? Is oh, that the guy right? with the horns? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he 
is out for the season now because he was celebrating when Puerto Rico beat Dominican Republic. They were just jumping in a circle. He himself celebrating? He, he fell, and then people, like, stepped on his ankle, and Bro. so he's out for the season now. Game so the Mets, who have spent a bunch of money in the offseason, are now without their closer. I'm going to say this first. Mm-hmm. I don't want to celebrate because a player has gotten hurt. Yeah. But couldn't happen to a nicer team. Screw you, Mets. <laughs> Even though I know Cole Anthony's a big Mets fan. Yeah. <laughs> After this piece, I'm going to go downstairs and watch the reruns of the qualifying for uh, the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix of Formula One. This is the second Grand Prix of the season. Who you got winning the Constructors' Cup this year? Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari, Peach? He has no idea. Red Bull? Yeah. It gives you wings. Okay. <laughs> and the Magic have a lot of wings. They're the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with it. Can I talk you into this new okay. check-in format? Yeah. The psychological check-in. What do you think? I like it. There's, pro- there's probably more emotive pictures of Cole Anthony that oh, we can find. Sure. He's got that dynamic, very outgoing personality. So let us know in the comments. I like it. Psychological Sorry, check-in. Chuba, you're out. The the phys the physical the wait is it the psycho psychological check in it's a little tough to say well we had a problem with Okiki and Okeke at first too but we got over it so let's do it (laughs) the NCAA tourney is upon us I've been enjoying watching the games I know you've been enjoying it even though your catamounts went down it made me think Peach what is your favorite postseason is it the tourney or is there another that has your heart still Good question. Solid. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to say yes, and I know it's the season right now, so it, it does feels, seem that way. Yeah. But I don't think there's any other playoff format mm-hmm. that gets me from lukewarm on something yeah. to all in as much as the tournament does. Yeah. I really flipped that switch in March and all of a sudden care about college basketball a shit ton, and I'm in absorbing and drinking as much as I can, and everything else should go away. And like I said in one of our wrap-ups, I don't even know why the NBA is trying to play. Yeah. During the first few days of this tournament. That's fair. It's just their product. Go. If I had season tickets yeah. to the team and they were playing a game on, like, Friday night and it's the first round of the tournament, no way. No way. Like, I'm going to just stay home and watch the tournament. Like, last night I was at an AHL hockey game, and up in the – the few booths that were filled, the uh, the yep. the suites, the suites, all had the tournaments on. Just stay home and watch the tournament. Like legit, it should almost be a national holiday. I know they've talked about that for Super Bowl or the day after Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which I do enjoy, and that's cool. But man, there's something about all these teams getting a shake at it that you've never heard of from places you've never heard of with team nicknames you've never heard of that you have to Google to figure out where they're at. And they get to put their name on the map and they get to be in there with all the big boys slugging it out for the championship. It is way cool because some of these guys, this is it for them. Yeah. And you can see that passion in every friggin' game of that tournament. It's awesome. It's there on their faces. And it is awesome. And it's hard to really compare that in sports. This one shot I think thing where yeah. everyone gets a fair shake, it just doesn't happen. That's what the NBA has been talking about, some type of sudden death tournament in the middle of the season or at some point that because trying to capture this lightning in a bottle feeling of yeah. you you lose and you go home. For but, me, I love watching college basketball more than I love watching the NBA. I'm just going to say it. I think it's more exciting. I think the players have more invested in it. I think they care about not only the name that's on the front, but the other players on their team, their brotherhood. Mm-hmm. more than some teams. Our team, Orlando Magic, kind of gives me that vibe. 
of a college team sometimes, which is part of the reason I like them and can really get on board with what's going on with them. But you don't see that camaraderie a lot in the NBA with guys moving teams all the time and doing this and that. So yeah, college basketball is damn good, and I think the NBA should stay out of its way because that's its feeder system. Yeah, They're working together here. Right. So, Well, let's go watch some right now, Peach. Let's, let's get out of here. All right. Peace, everybody. Love you, second cousins. Thanks for coming. Thank you.